Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. Jamie, good to see you. And, you know, we were just talking a little bit off air. What a journey we've been on this year of starting a podcast and going down this road. And at the beginning, you, you kind of said like every episode we put out, we're like, who, who's listening, how many people. And now, you know, we, we got to a milestone the other day and, and it was pretty cool, but the reality is it's not about the numbers. It's about having cool conversations and, and giving away stuff to people that helps grow and develop them and their families and their, their journey. Well, it's incredibly humbling to meet these sort of milestones to kind of go over them and be like, oh my goodness, that many people have engaged with what we're doing. And that was the goal from the beginning is to say, let's take this thing, these conversations that we have that have grown us, have grown other people that have been around us, and let's see if they can't resonate with people and to, to know that it does and that people keep coming back. We're so grateful. I am incredibly grateful for the opportunity to speak with you and our guests and that, I mean, today is another one of those where it's just, you kind of left humbled, you know, with, with gratitude to say, thank you for, for coming on and giving this to the people that engage with us. So we are incredibly blessed and love to be on this journey with you. And, and speaking of on the journey with you, we love to interact with you. Go check out our Facebook group, Eyes Up Mindset Family, our Twitter, our Instagram, still Eyes Up Mindset. Go check us out and send us a note. Hey, I listened. It was cool. We love hearing from you guys. So, Jamie, the episode today, Angelo Cisco, an old Chicago dude, like, and now he lives in SoCal, but he's done some pretty incredible stuff in his life from starting running CrossFit gyms in Chicago to now this journey he's on with Alpha Hippie, but tell us a little bit about him and and kind of where we go today. He brings us on this journey that is changing the way that we think, right? And and getting to the to the how and the why of our thoughts, and and not really even in that way. He frames it so much better than that, right? He, he uses these framing tools that are that just make sense and they resonate and. Uh, what it's about is learning to be able to take control in different ways to, to graduate in some ways into the mental game. Right. And we talk about how the physical game might have to come first, but we got to, we have to graduate sometimes into the mental skills by, by walking through the door on some of this stuff. And he gives us some really awesome thoughts about how to do that and how to engage with the things that we're thinking about and how they might be barriers for us. And the way that we interact with society at large. And so his stuff is, is way better than the synopsis I just gave you, but it's, uh, I just felt, I just walked away thinking, man, this is powerful stuff. Um, because it's what we try and do, um, when we go and work with teams or go and work with individuals and, and he brings it to us in just a, in a really cool way. No, I agree. I, I think every week we say this person challenged us this per and again, we, we hit stop on the record and it was just like, man, that's incredible. Incredible yeah. for us. It's going to be incredible for you, Angelo Cisco. Angelo, welcome to the podcast. It's awesome to have you here today, my friend. 
My brother, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you guys for making time for me and having me on. So you are Alpha Hippie, you and a bunch of other people. Tell us what Alpha Hippie is all about. How did it get started? What are you guys doing? Ooh, man, you go deep quick, John. I love right this to kind it. of question. I love right it. To Hit it. me with it. Don't even worry about how I am today. Let's go right in. <laughs> all right. So here it goes. So Alpha Hippie is actually the name of what I've given to myself, uh, discovery, self-actualization journey, if you would like to to really know. And so in 2015, uh, is or t- around 2014, I was running my CrossFit gym out of Chicago. And uh, O'Hare CrossFit's still there. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. And um, I was going through a period where CrossFit was becoming, and even boutique fitness was becoming mainstream. And I started not growing as quickly as I once did, right? 2010, 2011, butt back, knees out, give me 150 all day, baby. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to do anything, you know? And that was the the landscape. And silly young me thought that every business grew 80% year after year because it was the, the bubble, right? And then around 2014, 2015, I would say is when, the professionalism of CrossFit really, you really saw the divide, right? Where also too now at that point, the gym was at 250 people. And in order for me to really get my head around this thing, it was a business now. Yeah. And I realized through a lot of victimizing and through first through my employees and then my, my members that I was the biggest problem that I was the limiter in all things, all the time. There was no use and wheeze. If there's a problem, it's always me. And I was very liberated by knowing that that was the problem. I was like, great. So if I get me better, this all grows. Huh? No problem. I'll work all day. And so I started working on myself and I came back home from a retreat in Southern California and I lived in uh, Chicago at the time, and I grew up in an Italian-American community where the idea of meditation, walking around barefoot outside in dirt and (laughs) going through your childhood and all that good stuff was just hoopla. Like, what are you doing? And so someone made a, a snide comment to me, and I said, well, no wonder you have no idea about this. You're not an alpha hippie. And I go, whoa, this is super cool. And so I go, I'm going to go online and buy a t-shirt because you know someone has made a t-shirt that says Alpha Hippie. And so I told myself, lo and behold, no Alpha Hippie t-shirts. So I design a logo. I go on Fiverr. I get some guy. I have nowhere, he, no idea where he is. Throw him a fin and he makes me, uh, makes the logo that I drew a real logo. Now I'm not any regular Deckler, so I print out a hundred shirts. Right. Because I already have a printer through the gym. And why would I print one shirt and just wear it? Well, how silly. And so I print on 100 shirts and I just start giving them away and passing them out. But not just the people that I knew. I bring them to these retreats that I'm going to all over the world, Costa Rica, like just bringing them with me and and sharing this with people. And people are picking up this message without me even saying what it's all about. They're like, Alpha Hippie, that's cool. That's really a a great um, way to say yin and yang 
of what I feel like is my journey. And then so I go, great, if you like it, tag, uh, take a picture of yourself in it and describe what you think Alpha Hippie is to you. And so I start this little Instagram thing and just start doing it. Then around 2017, I go, okay, how can I take this even further? Because now I start seeing the, the split in my passion. Now I have the gym up and going, working through all my leadership stuff, which was Angelo's stuff. And now I had even more free time. So then I start digging deeper. I make the podcast and start spreading this alpha hippie message. The podcast ran all the way through like a hundred episodes before I took a break. And the only reason I took a break is because I eventually moved my family out in 2020 to SoCal. So I had to take some time away from recording shows every week so I could figure this out. And then along the way, I started thinking about what my biggest frustration was. And one of my biggest frustrations in the world is, is when I see men play small and we all feel it. I really believe that men feel it more intrinsically than women and not because I'm picking on them, but because of masculine energy, which most men are dominant in. And it doesn't mean that women can't access masculine energy. I don't want that to be taken out of context because there are some men that are feminine energy dominant and that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother show. Or if you guys want to get into that, <laughs> we can yet masculine energy really is about outward energy, nature, and advancement, right? And so when I'm not seeing men looking to advance and play, and they're playing small in their life, it hurts my heart. What, is that, what does that look like? Sure. Like, give an example of- Wonderful. You see, you see men playing small. I, I, I absolutely agree with you, but I'm curious to see what your example is of that. Yeah, so we really feel this intrinsically and men really don't often know it. Here's the best example. When you ask a man how they're doing and they go, pretty good, can't complain, and that's their standard. Living the dream. Right? Pretty good, can't complain. You know, life's good. No, it's not. If you think good is good, if you think good is good enough, you are selling yourself short. If you think great is great enough, you're selling yourself short. It's realizing that you have more in common and stepping into what would be a more godlike figure than a worm-like figure. Yet that requires so much of letting go of and, and accepting that you may be a little bit different. You may not be able to people-please everyone. Some people may not like you. All of these things, right? Your self-esteem, getting clarity on that, embodying that identity. And I really felt that. And that's what I meant by men playing small and not just in business, because for me, the business is last. And the reason business is last is because the whole world will applaud you for those accolades for making that more money. But for you, those little things that no one will ever know about, like that you meditate every day or that you pat yourself on the back and you celebrate you in the most micro way, or that me, that I make time to, to dance with my wife every week. Those are the things that I find the most valuable that men really don't do. And they, no wonder they don't create themselves and step into this hero because they're only looking to do it by what kind of car they drive or what their wife drives or what they're gonna do in this physical realm of business where I really believe what, are, what makes things valuable is when not a lot of people know about your accomplishments. 
And more often, it's the ones you do for yourself and in your relationships that not many people will ever know. But if you want to know what makes a valuable car is when there's not a lot of cars made, right? Mm. If I, when I make millions and millions in my courses of Alpha Hippie, people applaud me all the time. Oh, great. You're, you know, you're, you're amazing. You know, all that. That's, that's important. But that's not as important as what I do for me and for my family. You said two really interesting things. You said stepping into yourself, right? You said like that's a challenge that a lot of us struggle with as men is to step into who we actually are, stepping into our hero, I think, was some of the language that you mm-hmm. use there that I love. And then you talked about a while back, you said it's not the eyes and it's not the we's and the us's that's the problem. It's the me that's the problem. How do you reconcile that whole that dichotomy of saying, I know that I'm the limiting factor and I can be a hero. Beautiful. I mean, yeah, I'm with you, bro. So a lot of it really starts with, um, so without being too wizardy and uh, all that (laughs) stuff, what I really fancy myself as is an identity alchemist. And what I do is identity alchemism. I help you create an outcome that you really wish to get clear on it. And I help you get really understanding of the divinity and hero that's inside of you. What really could lie in this potential? Let's get clear on this. And then I help you become the person that could do it. In order for you to become the person that could do it, first, you must think you could do it. You must think you're that person. Then you speak like you're that person. And then you do actions that that person would do. And then you do them consistently, AKA habits. And then you become that person. So it's more important to be the person because you do what you believe. You don't do what you think. Well, so I was telling you, I just listened to one of your most recent podcasts and it was the New Year's resolution podcast. How do you make a New Year's resolution a permanent solution? And that was the second part kind of is, you know, you got to become that person. You got to believe that you can be that person that makes millions of dollars, that loses a bunch of weight, that is that hero. Yes. The first part was what kind of stuck with me though, is kind of going backwards a little bit. The first part was your goal has to be for you. And I, I think that's a little bit what we've been talking about still here is we haven't guys so often lose their identity because they get caught up, like you said, in the business, the cars, the providing, whatever it is. And in your point you made was you first and foremost, your goal has to be for you, not for your parents, not for your spouse, not for your kids. It's got to be for you. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that concept and and how that plays into what you're just talking about too. Absolutely. If a goal is motivating, you are out of you. If you need motivation to reach your goal, if your goal is inspiring, it's internal. That's the major way I look at it. Is what you're doing inspiring to you? Because inspiration makes it easy to say no. 
inspiration you don't have sacrifice Ooh, what a terrible word to put to your purpose you sacrificed for your purpose i got news for you jack it's not your purpose i love that i you you talk about this thing where it's going to move you right and you said it, it allows you to say no can you speak and I, to the power of this like ability to say no, because so much, and I, John hit it right on the head when he was mentioning this before we were talking, it's like, I didn't necessarily want to be a state champion because of what I wanted to do. Right. I wanted to be a state champion for a bunch of other people. Cause I thought people would like me or because I thought people would think that I was important or whatever. When I got to the point in college as an athlete to say, I want to be the best I can possibly be for me, like, I want to find out where my limits are. It was inspiring, right? It made me want to move and it helped me to say no to this stuff that I never said no to before. So can you mm -hmm. speak to this power of no and why it's so valuable? Sure. So for me, if you could create a structure, be disciplined and be consistent and know that Structure, discipline, and consistency is the foundation of any success. And what I look at is, to answer your question, Jamie, is discipline is your ability to say no and not feel bad and not second guess it, not worry about people pleasing and all that stuff. Just say no. If you could say no and not care, you're on track. And if there is a rigmarole about it, which comes from having a external goal because you don't want to say no because you can't say no because it's not yours. You're not really inspired. When I'm inspired, I'll say no to anything, right? When you're an inspired athlete, you leave glass. Oh, this glass is going to help you. Let me tell you, hey, no problem. Uh, medium or glass, please. <laughs> hold, the show, hold the salt. You don't care, right? But when it's for someone else, these things seem really hard. It's difficult to wake up. You, you, you're looking for, and then you're looking for the next external motivator to keep you going, to keep you moving. When in reality, if you, if you are the creator of the scoreboard, you know how to move it better than anyone else. And you also are empowered by your own scoreboard. And then you're not doing it for anyone else. You care less. And then you enjoy it. You enjoy it and you could say no AKA be disciplined without ever the, without the baggage. So your, your company, kind of what you're doing, alpha hippie targets men yeah, over 30, you know, kind of in their thirties, right? What's, yeah. what's the magic number about that? Like what, what happens in our lives that we get to that age and, and you've clearly, you know, you do that for a reason. So Yes. What is it about guys in that stage of our life, in that age, that we start to need this sort of service even more? In your 20s, you're usually, usually doing things for other people or you're still in a boy psychology. They're, you're not carrying enough weight at that time. And what I mean by that is it's like this. When you're a boy, you're like a Porsche GT. You got room for maybe one more person if they're under 250. And forget it if you're going to the grocery store. Okay, don't even. 
What is that trunk? It's in the front anyway. Okay. <laughs> when you get to your 30s, what, what the goal is, is to be a Raptor. You got enough juice, like the Porsche, if you got to go. Yet you got room for your family and you got room for the cargo. And that's what usually happens to men in their 30s. And they've been living a life, though, that they're still thinking that they're the Porsche GT, so things don't make them happy anymore. And they don't know what it's like to carry the weight and be stable for themselves, their families, and everything else that they're accounting for now. Right around the, that lower to mid-30s, even upwards into the 40s, that's a really difficult time because now they have men responsibilities. A lot of them don't really know their men at this point. And so I teach them the dance. That rings incredibly true to me. At 29, I kind of hit bottom about yeah. two months before my 30th birthday. Um, I, I, From my own doing, I dug a hole and I found myself at the bottom of it, staring up in debt going, how do I get out of this stuff? And what the three words you said, structure, discipline, consistency, were my ticket out. And they became, in some ways, through the help of John, the foundation points of this business. So when you say those three words, they just resonate deeply for us. When men come to you, and I, this isn't just about men, because I know that women are dealing with the same struggle. Yes. When people come to you with the challenge of, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not who I think that's the big thing. I think that's the word we, we struggle to find. It's like, I'm not doing the things I want to be doing. I'm not making the money I want to make da, 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 da. But they're, what they're really saying is I'm not who I desire to be. How do you give them that first word structure? That's so sure. challenging for many of us. Absolutely. So that's where I get to this idea, just to backtrack, Jamie, of identity alchemism. You're not who you don't even know who, who is at this point. You haven't even clarified them. Right. So one of the things that I really focus on for structure is uh, this is why we have two programs and depending on where men are at in their lifeline, if they have not exercised structure, discipline, and consistency, I ask them to take the physical mastery are basically a training program first some people why, phys why physical first right i'll explain it to you sure <laughs> because when you for me i worked my father was in prison from when i was five to 16 i worked but if you didn't work you played sports so you went to practice and exercise is a movement practice you, you woke up you went to practice you learned how to create structure you said no, and you did it consistently. And for me, after school, I couldn't go play with my friends because I had to go to work, and then I had to get my homework done, and so I had to learn to say no. And so the physical program was my way of relearning how to create structure, discipline, and consistency in my journey, which you mentioned too, John, was the real point of the or part of the identity shift in that that podcast that you just mentioned. And that's why I may have you go physical mastery before mental mastery, because if you cannot create a structure, say no and do it consistently, 
you will be at the, you, uh, I don't want to say this in a derogatory way, but you got no chance. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we talk about that sometimes too, Jamie, in past episodes, we've talked about how the physical manifestation of these skills is, is easier for people to understand. And I think you said it, Angelo, it's because they have practiced it in some area of their life, whether it's athletics or music or theater or, or work, they've developed that. But and, and if you can't do it physically, then there's no chance, like you said, no chance you can do it mentally. No way. And also, too, guys, you see results quicker. You lose five pounds faster than you shift into your this mental identity. Right? And so you also get celebrations quicker. The next day, you're sore from your workout. Ooh, next week, you're more flexible. You, you, you feel it quicker and feeling is understanding. You see more progress. You see what I'm saying, guys? So it Absolutely. pulls you into the realm of getting it quicker. You get the, you know, you, for, for lack of better, you, you get high quicker. And then that keeps you moving through this in a, in a better way most of the time than me having you uncover some more um, deeper parts of the identity that we go through. Because now when it comes to really shifting of the identity and the thought piece, there's a lot of layers to uncover, gentlemen. I go to the deep end with a lot of these men because we all must remember the only reason we think we're John, Jamie, and Angelo it's because someone told us a story one day that that's who we were. For My sure. son only thinks he's Santiago because two people that are at least five and a half feet taller than him <laughs> call him that every day. I love that. I I think that's so powerful is that we are telling ourselves a story too, right? That not only are are the stories coming from outside, we are we are. I don't integrating those stories into the language we use for ourselves and being able to reclaim. You said, first you have to believe it. Then you have to speak it. Being able to reclaim that language to yourself becomes a part of learning to believe. And we, when, when dealing with athletes and speaking to athletes, we talk all the time about creating the pathways, right? Creating the pathway in your brain. It's like, you can't do it once, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a path in the woods doesn't get, you know, made from one journey, it's over and over and over again. And that's that discipline and consistency that you're talking about. It's, it's powerful stuff, man. It is. It's, it's like this, your spells create your reality. Stories repeated, create your spells. Words repeated, create your stories. Thoughts repeated, create your words. Say that one more time, because I—I mean, I—I I think I heard what you said, and I—I I get it, but I just want to—I want to have our listeners hear it one more time because I think that's really, really good stuff. For sure, brother. I'll repeat as many times as you'd like. Spells create your reality. Stories repeated create your spells. Words repeated create your stories. Thoughts repeated create your words i don't know man i love it i'm i want to sign up and do something with you because it's powerful (laughs) right um i I just think about i think about the ways in which my life has walked through some of those things 
and being 36, I turned 36 yesterday. Happy um, birthday, buddy. We're uh-huh. nearly the same age. We have a child nearly the same age. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, that's a powerful set of statements to be able to think through. And, and it's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. Don't just, I mean, and the spells you're talking about are just the things that we fall into, the traps, the habits, the repeated behaviors, right? Yeah. Angelo, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, brother. No, no, no I, I wanted to make sure I answered Jamie's question for sure. Well, yeah. Did, did that land well for you, or is there anything else? No, that's, I'd... I think that's great. I think, I mean, cool. For sure. Good. No, I think I echo what Jamie said just a few seconds ago was like, you're incredibly captivating, and you know, you make me and us want to do, right? You want us to do something. Where can people, get a hold of your stuff or interact with you if, if they are also so inclined to reach out to you or your team. Absolutely. So Facebook, Instagram, and our website is I am alpha hippie.com. And then all of that good stuff. We have a free Facebook group called the way of the courageous man, which is a Facebook group that the Alpha Alpha Hippie team and I facilitate. And it's a place where men could come and know that they're safe enough to let their hair down and it's okay to be imperfect that day. And that they could communicate as much as they're able to. And yet sometimes just being around iron helps you sharpen your iron. You don't even need to say that much. Cool stuff, man. I appreciate you joining us today and, Look forward to connecting further with you down the road. Well, it's been a pleasure, guys. I have really enjoyed our time together, and I'm very grateful for this opportunity and really feel both of your guys' wonderful energy, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Thank you. Incredibly grateful for Angelo taking the time to join us, to grow, to stretch, to challenge us. And man, did he do that in a big way today for both of us, Jamie, I think there's a couple of bullet points that I have, and then I'm, I'm interested for you to kind of bring it home for us. But, you know, something he said really early on, especially for guys, but, you know, if you think good is good enough, you're missing life, right? If you think great is great enough, like you're missing out. I think that rung so true for me in terms of like, just stop playing small, right? Get after it, figure out who you want to become. Um, the second thing that I motivating goals or inspirational goals, that's something that I've heard. But when he said that, I was like, man, that really just hit me like a ton of bricks. And then I, you know, the structure, discipline, consistency, there's a ton of really, really good stuff. And I think for both of us, that, that third piece was the one that really stood out that, is kind of the the basis of this whole conversation, this talk. Well, it's the reason I love having conversations on the podcast and in this format is we get to find that common ground, right? We get to find that place where we both stand. And the reality is, is we stand, we share a lot of ground with Angela. We share a lot of ground. But the thing that we agree on probably the most deeply for any sort of personal improvement is it starts with structure. You have to give yourself the gift of routine and structure and find something that you are willing to commit to with discipline. And I love the way he said that. It just means being able to say no and not feel bad about it. 
And then ultimately, when you can have structure and discipline, consistency is the magic. And when you can put all three of those together, you have a chance. Without it, just like Angelo said, you have no chance. Get after it today. Build some structure. Say no and don't feel bad. And do it over and over and over again. And as always, live eyes up. <laughs>